My name is Deborah. My name is Monica Grace. This is Whose We Are. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come here on this podcast, Father, and just say to the people what you have given us, Father, the things you've impressed on our hearts, Lord, and give us the Holy Spirit and allow us to really be open, allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us, Father, as we speak to the people. And we ask that this episode anoints and blesses anyone who listens to it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, <laughs> you know what? Let's start this episode a little differently. Let's have a check-in. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, let's check in with each other. I okay. feel like, you know, oftentimes when you're around people, you don't really, like, check in with them and mm. see, you know, how they are, where they are, um, in their just how they are in their feelings, their mental health, their relationship with God, et cetera, et cetera. So how are you, Monica Grace? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> You're doing good. Is that just a generic answer? You know, I kind of grapple with this how are you question because I feel like people ask how are you and it's like how much time do you have, you know? Yeah. So it's just like I just say, you know, what overarching I am. Mm-hmm. So overarching, I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's good to be good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we can go deeper. Oh. Let's go deeper. Like, what's good about Monica Grace? Like, what's good about how you are? Guys, the boy's about to go to school to be a therapist. (laughs) 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 I'm just not jacking this thing. Um, What is good about me? I think that I, my emotions are more regulated, which is good. And... Yeah, I feel like overall, that's good to me because a lot of times where I feel not good is because I feel overwhelmed by a lot of things I'm feeling or things that I don't even know I'm feeling. I just feel like an, a sense of impending doom or just like anxiety and just, yeah, just that's usually when I feel not good. Um, outside of when it's a direct situation or circumstance that I'm feeling stressed about. But when I don't necessarily have a direct circumstance, there's still times where I don't feel good, but I can't necessarily pinpoint. Yeah. And right now, I think I can pinpoint the different things that I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of like working through, but it's regulated. So that's why I feel like I'm good. Mm, amen. That's a breakthrough. That mm-hmm. is a breakthrough. And that's good. To be able to regulate your emotions, that's a skill. I um, was reading our book that we're going to talk about in another podcast from now. And just saying that, you know, emotions are good, but you can't let it be the in the driver's side. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, emotions serve you, but you cannot be a servant to your emotions. Right. So I feel like that's the process that you're in is like, you know, making your emotions serve you so that you can understand yourself, understand more things about, you know, what your focus is on or mm-hmm. what your desires are, what's driving you, what's not driving you, what's taking away from you, what's adding mm-hmm. to you, 
but not letting it not letting it be a, like you becoming a slave to your emotions. Right. Yeah. That's lovely. How are you? Me. I feel like I'm definitely feeling a very vulnerable mm. right now. And in the spiritual sense, you know, it's so weird. Like I think before this week I was feeling very numb. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't feel anything, mm-hmm. really. Uh, but now, I I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm on a different wave, mm. you know. And I think it's because I'm trying to now be more intentional mm-hmm. with God in little, little ways. And I think any time where I feel numb... I think it's just an indication that I need more time with God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, God, I need more time. I think I, I'm like the opposite of you. Like, I can mm-hmm. go throughout my whole life feeling like, oh, I'm not really feeling anything, mm-hmm. you know? But then when I fe- am, am more in touch and more intentional in my relationship with God, then I start to feel everything, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm definitely feeling very vulnerable today emotionally which is like, I don't fully understand it, but I think the vulnerability has to do with me just saying like, I'm not going to rely on myself. I'm not going to be on autopilot. I'm really going to just give everything to God. And when I do give everything to God, I just, I don't know, I'm just in this vulnerable state, Mm -hmm. which isn't a bad thing. So I'm not, I don't look at it as a bad thing, but that's how I feel right now. Um, I don't feel like that's the opposite of me. I feel like that's, me oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think the num- the difference i guess with the numbness is i know that i'm feeling something so that's where my anxiety comes from mm. it's just that like my logic just blocks me from feeling it and in being closer in relationship with god i now feel very vulnerable but i went through that kind of arc of okay everything i was feeling everything that i've never felt and that's why i was just like emotional all the time crying all the time or feeling something all the time and having to express it but now I'm in the state of like okay I'm feeling it and acknowledging it but it's not overtaking me in the sense of which crying is not something overtaking you in a bad way but it doesn't allow me to it doesn't cause me to always get into that state yeah crying is so cleansing I feel like I I mean People hate to cry, really. Like, most people do not like crying. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I have this different outlook on it now that I actually like it. So I feel like it's so cleansing. Like, it just, it's a fresh start. Like, it's a fresh <laughs> start. It's a clean slate with your emotions, just letting everything go. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when you don't cry, you're holding on to something more. Mm-hmm. And you're making it bigger and bigger and bigger emotionally. Mm-hmm. And when you cry, it's just a floodgate of opening. It's like screaming, you know, like just going outside and just like screaming. Like sometimes don't you ever feel that urge to just like scream and just let things out and i think that's our society is so restrained these days Mm -hmm. that we're not allowing ourselves to actually express ourselves outside of the confines of social norms Mm -hmm. and it's like no we're humans we have like a plethora of different emotions Mm -hmm. of different things going on in our minds going on in our hearts going on in our bodies and there is a way an outlet there has to be an outlet for these things Mm -hmm. you know and when there isn't an outlet that's when you see people like suppressing things but then Mm kind of having this like 
uh, what is that, Mr. Hyde and Dr. Jekyll, or is it the opposite, whatever, thing no of, like, appearing one way in public and then being another thing behind closed doors mm-hmm. because th- something has to come out, you know, or even the wrong circumstances, you, like, blowing up on someone mm-hmm. when they just ask you a simple question or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But, you know, so I encourage crying. And I don't know, I think you should be scared of someone that doesn't cry. No, I agree, but because I had the neg- the opposite perception on crying growing up all my life and things, I just, even now when I cry, just like, I don't know, there's still a part of me that's just like, why are you doing that? You know, and I think that's why God just makes me continue to do it until I'm <laughs> So you can see, like, this is a function that God made, you know, and God is intentional with everything he Mm -hmm. does. And our tears connect us with him, really, because it's in the brokenness and the vulnerableness that God can really work in us, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're not holding back anymore. We're not trying to rely on ourselves. We're not in survival mode. People in survival mode are like don't have any emotions, are numb to things. Like, they don't mm-hmm. even see the damage that they're causing every day with different circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's so good because that kind of relates back to our topic today of, you know, baptism and just having that, um, I guess, commitment and covenant with God, but in a way having to shed in that process of, like, when you think of baptism, you think of, like, going in with things on you and then coming out with you know just a freshness and Mm -hmm. coming out in that light of god and taking away all that darkness Mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean what do you think i think i mean i have been feeling recently that I wanted to get re-baptized. But I didn't know, because our friends got baptized and I was watching it and I got so emotional too. Yeah. I was crying. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we get emotional because we know the journey that it takes, you know, for someone to get yes. to the point of yes. wanting to recommit to God in this way of doing something physical to match what their spiritual walk with God is. But I think it also just reminded me of my own journey with God and even the level of depth that we've gotten within this past like couple months and I feel I feel the Holy Spirit I want to make me go there but I just it just like really made me realize like how long of a journey that it has been and how different it was like how I was doing it before <laughs> like I just cannot, I can't. But I'm uh, whatever. Let it go. Whatever. Um, and I always had a lot of shame with being authentic in my relationship with God because I saw, like, I grew up in a very religious family, but they always made it seem like there was a way that you had to be in order for God to love you and use you or for you to really call yourself 
a Christian. And ever since I was young, I always had the heart to follow God, even when I was not doing or whatever. I always was like, you know, I love God and I want to learn more about God and what does it look like to be in relationship with God. And I feel like everyone around me just made it seem like it was so inaccessible for someone like me. And that just made me feel just really ashamed. And I think that because of that, I was just like, you know, I'm going to do God however I want to. And I just never felt comfortable in a church environment or just with other people who believed in God, even though I knew in my heart that I believe in God and I want to, I want to just like make him proud, you know? And so I, I remember when I was 13, I was like, I'm going to stop cursing. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to, you know, just be on fire. Even then, like I started going to church by myself and it was just like constantly the things that I was doing was constantly used against me. Like, oh, you know, you think that you can do this and you'd be going to church or those kind of things. And it just made me feel like, you know what? I'm just not even going to try. So I always had, like I said, the heart and desire to want to be in relationship with God. But I just gave up on being useful in the kingdom. And... um I feel like that was reflected in high school and college. It's like I had the heart and the principles. So, you know, I would always try to do things like be forgiving, be loving, all of those things. But I just didn't have any, didn't know what it looked like to practically walk with God. Yeah, I didn't know what that looked like because I saw everyone being very hypocritical and constantly judging or having insight on how other people should live, even though they weren't living like that or they were doing things in their own right that was opposite of what I feel Jesus would have wanted. So um, I got rebaptized after, not rebaptized, I got baptized for the first time. After going to um, a church that people, it was actually in one of the hardest years of my adultish life. And I remember right before my aunt passed away, I was like, I want to find a church. And then when she passed away, I really felt like she was one of the people that um, spiritually never made me feel like, you know, I had to be a certain way to come before God. And a lot of kind of my desire to pray and still be in relationship with God came from just how her approach to being in relationship with God was. So when she passed away, I really, like, it really rocked me. And it made me want to find a church even more. But I was just so overwhelmed. So I just didn't even really look. And there were so many other things happening in my life during that time that just really, I I was just, I was depleted. And I was going to work. And there were three different people that invited me to church. So after the third person, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And I went. And I was going to therapy at the time, too. And my therapist also encouraged me to, like, be in community at church and everything. 
And I started going and I was able to now see like, oh, this is how like young people of color are practically walking with God. And it just was really healing for me during that time. And then I went away to school. And then when I came back, I just had that strong desire to want to be baptized. Even though that first year of college, again, it was just, it was all, it was up and down, but mostly spiritually, I would say it was downhill from there. Like I went in, like we talked about, very on fire and zealous, and then everything just like went down spiritually, even though I still had points of time where I was connected to God and wanted to be in relationship with God. So when I came back in the summer, I just had that strong desire to like, you know what, like I want to recommit and I got baptized. And again, it was downhill from there. And something that would have been helpful then to know that I know now is that after you get baptized, a lot of times there's a lot of spiritual warfare that comes either right before you're going to get baptized or after. And I didn't know that. So I wasn't equipped. And then because I'm the type of person that goes through things by myself and doesn't really let people know what's going on, I was being spiritually attacked and not having a spiritual covering, which is not good and leaves you even more vulnerable, Um, especially because a lot of times in those times, you don't feel the strength to pray. You don't feel the strength to kind of continue on. So it's really important to be in community with people that you trust to tell you to tell them what's going on so that they can pray and cover you in those times where you don't have the strength to do it for yourself and so watching them get baptized i kind of remembered all of that and then even remembered um in wanting to be closer to god one of the things i really was kind of like up and down about was like the Holy Spirit because growing up for me, I always saw the Holy Spirit manifesting and speaking in tongues. And I felt like, okay, I'm getting close to God, but I'm not speaking in tongues. And it was something that I saw all around me. And so it just reinforced that thing of just like, you know, there's something wrong with me or like I'm inadequate in some way. And like when our friend was getting baptized she remembered this time that I prayed for her and she said she felt the Holy Spirit in that moment and that really kind of like re um it kind of like affirmed an insecurity that I didn't even realize I had until that moment of like you know I have the Holy Spirit even though it's not manifesting in this way and I remember even one time when we prayed together and you reminded me of that in that moment of you know, we prayed, and it was just a regular, you know, we were doing Bible study, and we all prayed together, and then you started speaking in tongues as well, so it's like, um, and God does that to me a lot, and I really appreciate that, because I really do get insecure about, like, you know, am I doing too much, like, you know, what is this, um, I don't know, and so, that was like a good reminder for me to be like, you know, I have the Holy Spirit and I can be used even though, you know, I haven't always been, well, I I have never been perfect. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you for your 
hotness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> humble, <laughs> humble, open, and transparentness. Oh like, you are on fire today. Wow. This was not my intention. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, like... No, honestly, this was not your intention. I'm telling you, there's something about this room that we're in right now. I tell you, this room, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many things that you said that really made me think and I don't know if it's the therapist in me right <laughs> and yeah. you know I, I I there's things that like you know I think will be beneficial for anyone that's listening it's like you know you talking about your family and growing up in a religious home and people feeling like you know you have to be this holier than thou mm-hmm. and there's a certain way you have to be in order to be in this space of really being a woman of God a man mm-hmm. of God or whatever the case is, and not really feeling the come as you are, mm-hmm. more so gospel, but come perfect yeah. kind of thing. And I think that a lot of times people use their way of navigating relationships to project the way you should navigate a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily true. That's a reflection of how they navigate relationships or how other people have made them navigate relationships. But that is not a reflection of God, mm-hmm. you know? And even seeing, not even seeing, reading about Jesus and his story in the New Testament, you see that the people that God came to was the people that had a heart like you, like you, mm-hmm. a heart that's like, I want this thing, but everyone in society is telling me that I'm not worthy of coming. I'm not worthy of the inheritance of the kingdom, mm-hmm. but Jesus coming and saying, yes, you are. Like I came specifically for people like you, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes we just have to remember that. You know, God didn't, Jesus didn't just come, Jesus didn't even really come for the people in the temple. He came for people that want, had a desire for the temple, but didn't know how to get there because other people, you know, put that, put those boundaries in place in that sense of elitism just to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, when they kind of probably are suffering from the same feelings of mm-hmm. inadequacy or shame or whatever the situation is. But there's something that you said that stuck out to me that's, was they made it seem like for someone like you Mm -hmm. and i want to know like what is that someone like you like how do you define that um i mean i think it's in so many ways but a lot of times people around you well i won't say people around you but i think the way that they meant it was more so they were seeing my flaws so when in someone like you, it was kind of like when I was younger, I had a really bad lying problem. Like I used to lie a lot. Um, very hypocritical. What else? I'm trying to think. Mm, I don't. I don't even know all of them right now. But it's just seeing like the parts of you that they feel like okay. Um, like using the Bible, for example, it's like, how can a tax collector want to follow God? Stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So in someone like you, I think it was more so met in that way of like the behaviors that we see from you are not conducive to people that want to follow the kingdom. So Mm -hmm. how are you going to do that? You know? And I mean, as I got older, I actually... I started to do that for myself of like, okay, you are, you know, 
very hypersexual. You are very um, doing all of these other things. So I started to also view myself through those negative lens of like, okay, then how can I want to be used and also have all these other realities of like, this is me. And because I think growing up in that household, but also me already inherently as a person, I already have an issue with perfectionism and wanting to show up always as perfect or seeming so it just made it worse and so because of that i'm also very hypercritical so i already see everything that's wrong with me as opposed to seeing you know these are the good things and this is why god can use you so i started to also be hypercritical of myself for any time that i did something that's outside of what would be within the will of god it just reinforced to me like yeah this is why like you can't really do this thing this is why like you're never really going to be used that's the thing I think that a lot of times we get wrong in um, following God is that people that sin aren't their sin. Like, you are not your sin. You are not your inadequacies. And if you were, God wouldn't want anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. You are living in sin, but you are not sin. And that's why it's okay to come as you are, mm -hmm. because God is going to make provision for those things, mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes we label ourselves by our sin mm -hmm. and this is a society that heavily does that mm -hmm. you know like if you steal something you're a thief mm -hmm. if you lie you're a liar mm -hmm. when it's like no that is an action and that is a behavior that you're displaying but the truth of what you are is actually a child of god but you haven't stepped into that light yet mm -hmm. you know we are made in god's image mm -hmm. but it was satan that allowed other things to come inside of us mm -hmm. but that is not who we are but a lot of times people feel like okay you need to do the cleansing mm -hmm. you need to do the purging of everything mm -hmm. and then you can come into god's light where a lot of times when god healed people he healed them first mm -hmm. and then he told them okay now walk away from that lifestyle that you're that you're doing or the mm -hmm. things that are holding you back you know and that's like the grace of god so it is unfortunate when people have that way of going about spirituality and making people have the spirit of condemnation mm -hmm. and spirit instead of the spirit of conviction and it's very much going on that journey like we have before of like the self-love mm -hmm. and you know seeing yourself in a different light and do you feel like you see yourself in a different light now um i do but i i still struggle like even in you saying turn from your lifestyle i think something that was hard for me before it was like okay god yeah i love you but i don't want to turn from this thing so i think now i'm on that journey of do i love whatever behaviors i'm doing whatever i'm whatever it is more than i love god it's like i know that in theory but am i doing that in practice mm. and i feel like that's the journey i'm on now of like do i love wanting to be in a relationship more than I love God? Do I love wanting to please people and be good with people more than I love God? Do I love all of these things that bring me instant gratification or satisfaction here on this earth more than I love God? That's the journey I think I'm on. And that's the part of seeing myself differently. But it's so hard because 
I've seen myself this way for 23 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and having to dispel all of that, it's not, because it wasn't an overnight, you know, Mm -hmm. way, or it didn't get indoctrinated into you overnight, it's not going to, sometimes it won't be an overnight um, journey Mm -hmm. of healing, you know, but I think, like, even in struggling with idolatry, you know, we all struggle with that. That is something that everyone has struggled with and everyone continues to struggle with. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that is held onto our identity. It's just us being transformed in God. You know, mm-hmm. God is the one that transforms us in that process. But there is a sense of accountability that we have onto ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it, it never should take away from our identity, our actual identity from God. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're on a journey of, you know, being, cl- be cleansing yourself, cleansing your heart, and focusing your mind, your thoughts, and your actions to all align with God doesn't mean that, you know, your identity is somehow not pure, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's just that we as Christians have to remember that as we are in our walk, and it's so interesting because even you saying how you know after you get baptized you struggle with well people often struggle with so much spiritual warfare and I've had that experience as well where um just being healed and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and then after I remember um someone coming up to me and saying like you know what I've seen from what happened to you is that you know you are healed and but oftentimes when you're healed, something's gonna try to snatch that thing mm-hmm. from you. And that's what the devil does. And that's why, you know, nowadays when you pray for someone and you release them of things, you have to speak other things into their life because there is a when there is a clean slate, mm-hmm. you know, that you're kinda walking away from. But because you're cleansed, something else can come in. It's like the man that was healed of the demons but then after he was so empty that it was like more demons can yes. come back into you you know but you and you have to fill that space up but it is very hard even after jesus was baptized he went into the wilderness and that was a part of his journey of to the cross and then having the devil tempt him mm-hmm. along that journey and if he was a mere man he would have fell into that and it would have been like you just got baptized mm-hmm. how like literally a month later after you're baptized you're over here in cahoots with the enemy Mm -hmm. you know but that is a real thing that happens to us and that doesn't take away from the experience of being baptized it's just Mm -hmm. like this is the actual spiritual warfare that you're in and you must be equipped with the tools but when you're not equipped with it it's so easy to get lost and get carried away and I think the struggle of us being in the world is that every day the enemy has tools and things set in place for us Mm -hmm. to ensnare us but we have to be aware and mindful of those things and even for myself like even this morning I had that conversation with God of you know there's so many things that I'm still struggling with that I still have idols in my heart and I think the first step is for me to just acknowledge that and not be like okay I want to be the person that doesn't have idols in their heart 
But honestly, right now I am that person. Mm -hmm. You know, I I do have this thing, but it doesn't take away. You know, it's actually by the grace of God that I'm even able to see it. Mm -hmm. You know, because if we think about it growing up, the people that we saw as hypocrites, the people that we saw as, you know, using the same mouth to like pray would be the same mouth to tear us down and make us feel bad about ourselves. But in their in how they were behaving, a lot of them just don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even have that the Holy Spirit to give them that truth of like, okay, or maybe they're just not listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's by God's grace that we can even see now the idolatry in our hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a way that we were approaching Christianity or not even Christianity, approaching our relationship with God where it was like, okay, God is for Sundays and God is for Bible study and God is for, you know, when I'm feeling depleted and God is for this, but God's not there when I'm trying to, you know, be in the club mm-hmm. and, you know, talk to a guy and like, you mm-hmm. know, do all this lifestyle that doesn't really align. You know, we very much, at least for me, I can say, very much compartmentalized God, mm-hmm. you know, but God is having so much mercy and grace on us now. He's like, okay, I see the desires to get closer to me, but these are the things preventing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just what it is. You know, mm-hmm. God is just like saying, okay, you want to get closer to me and I'm here. I, mm-hmm. I've always been here, but there's so many things that that life has blocked you from coming in. The mm-hmm. door is open, but, you know, you just have to work with him mm-hmm. in order to get those things done he doesn't leave you by yourself to do those things and i think the hard part is when we put so much of the burden on ourselves mm-hmm. you know it, the burden is not supposed to be on ourselves for that and we do so much condemning instead of like okay i feel convicted in this thing yeah let me do a turnaround and then but instead we look at it and like Oh, you say you worship God and look at who you are. Mm-hmm. Look at who you are inside. Mm-hmm. You know, and we need to really dispel that for people. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. And it is hard because the outside world is going to always make sure you remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be like, this is who you call yourself. Mm-hmm. So remember. And it, and it is good to have that accountability. But we have to continue to remember our identity, mm-hmm. you know, and there is so many ways that God is continuing to work in us, even in just the little things. You know, it's like, OK, now we've gotten over the big things. And I think that is where I am in my journey of even why I want to get baptized mm-hmm. again is because I'm in a place where I'm like, OK, God. I feel like the big major things, like the Ten Commandments, is like <laughs> those are the things that I feel like, okay, God, like I I can go into covenant with you and say like, okay, I am going to not fall into these sins and I'm leaving that lifestyle behind. Yes, you know, I want to get baptized and um, have this recommitting unto God and let everyone be a witness to that. Or even if I'm just me and myself but in my tub, mm-hmm. like I said, like I kind of, it's so kind of funny how... Sometimes when I'm showering, I just feel like, God, today I just want you to cleanse me with this water and just (laughs) cleanse me and do all this stuff. And, you know, in my head, I'm kind of just doing my mini baptisms Mm -hmm. uh, just in the shower with God. And that's okay. Yeah, the Um, shower, the bathroom is such a spiritual place. (laughs) No, honestly, my therapist in our first meeting, she asked me, what do all the rooms in your house represent? Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was such a deep question. I really thought about it. And then I was like, the bathroom is kind of like my soul. 
you know, mm. because it's the place where you're most vulnerable. You're getting naked, literally. Yeah, that's true. You're, everything is stripped down, and the bathroom is the only place where you go by yourself. You know, that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is so funny. Like, this is so TMI, but I used to. I don't know why. Like, it was like it would be like as soon as I get on the toilet, I would just have this urge to start praying. Mm. And then one time I was just like, you're really sitting here on the toilet and praying. Like, this is not cute. Like, this is not yeah. in reverence to God. And I was like, kind of like coming down on myself mm-hmm. about it. But maybe it is that thing of like, that is a very vulnerable place mm-hmm. to be. And something about that vulnerability reaches out in your spirit to want to reach out to God. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe one of these days I'm gonna fill up the tub. And we gonna get back. <laughs> no. No, but what inspired me too when I think seeing all these like TikTok challenges mm-hmm. of, you know, the devil thought he, he had me. <laughs> but Jesus said you were mine. Why and do I'm we like, saying the mind like that? Because <laughs> it's just like that rock ish music, that Christian rock, mm-hmm. and it just had that tone, like mm-hmm. the way the girl was singing it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like in everyone's kind of TikToks and journey of like where they were before God and where they are now, you always see the baptism. Like in mm-hmm. all of their TikToks, where most of it, you've seen the video of them getting baptized. And in a way, I was like, oh, I want a video of me getting baptized mm-hmm. and like having that thing, like this is the day. But honestly, I feel like baptism is just like a continuous thing, mm-hmm. you know, a continuous thing, just the same way we have to continuously surrender daily mm-hmm. to God, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just not a one-time thing. And if you are ignorant and think it's a one-time thing, that's when the enemy can really get you yeah. because it's like, no, it's every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're working for your salvation, but it's like you're constantly just submitting mm-hmm. to God and saying like, you know, this is not me. Like, even the things that I'm doing that are totally, it's not of me. It is mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't push yourself down in that, you won't be able to receive mm-hmm. God in that way. So, yeah. And yeah. I think that's just part of the humility. You know, mm-hmm. like Paul said, he has no confidence in the flesh. And <laughs> I really resonated with that. It's like, yeah, I have no confidence in myself at all to do whatever it is I'm supposed yeah. to do. It's only the Holy Spirit in me that wills to do these things. Amen. I always remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not even me. Like, even when I see myself, I'm like, you're really going to do that thing? Yo. It's like, this is not me, though. This isn't me. And I don't want to take the credit for that Mm -hmm. you know it's the god in me Mm -hmm. that's doing these things that it's like it's it's a symbiosis it's like god is inspiring you and then your inner soul and your inner spirit is like yes god Mm -hmm. i i say yes you Mm -hmm. know and then with that convergence it's like that's when you're really letting the light in Mm -hmm. yeah i love that and I think today I'm going to definitely journal about um, the idols that I have in my life Mm -hmm. and the ways that I can let them go and also ways that I can dispel shame within myself and within my interactions with other people. Mm, That's really deep. That's really deep. I will think about that as well. Yes. And to our listeners as well. Mm Mm-hmm. If you guys have any stories or any anything you want to tell us, and even if you can just journal for yourself and just reflect on 
the things you have in your heart that's taking you away from God, but also the way you navigate um, your spirituality in terms of other people and making sure that you don't let other people keep you in an area of shame and you don't put, project that onto other people. Yeah. Amen. With that Amen. being said, stay, stay blessed. blessed. Welcome to our new listeners and thank you for returning listeners. Please follow our Instagram page, Who's We Are, and be sure to reach out to us via email at www.podcast.tv at gmail.com for any questions, testimonies, prayers, anything you want us to respond to either in the email or in our episode. We love to hear from you and look out for our upcoming newsletter and my book coming this summer.